Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Tommy from Resistance PT. Hey, Tommy, welcome to the show. How are you today? Uh, good, thank you. Good. So, you know, we're really, really excited to have you on. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of everything that you guys have going on at Resistance PT, first, tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Okay, Resistance PT is uh, a small personal training studio in in Hornchurch. And we've got two floors, a martial arts studio for classes. And then we've got like our strength side of things with the weights and stuff like that. We cater for everybody really from people as young as 10 up to the age of 72 we cater for everyone uh that's about us really mainly mainly focusing on strength and conditioning for everybody yeah okay so what made you want to start like a strength and conditioning gym for everybody in the first place so for myself the reason for it behind it for me is was for uh martial arts so I do MMA so it was for the martial arts side of it to get like fighters fitter basically to get fighters stronger and fitter for fights but the reason I sort of turned it over to everybody and like just the general public is because everyone needs to be strong everyone should be fit and everyone should be strong it just makes everyday activities so much easier Okay. Okay. So tell us about, well, I guess my question for you is, oh, where is your driving force coming from to help people, the everyday person? Because I know you said you have somebody that's ages in up to 74. So for that, it's later on in life, more, I want to learn how, what sort of, uh, how can I put it? what sort of works with the elderly people so when i get older i can carry on training so i want to sort of practice on them and make sure it's working first and then i know when i get older i'm going to be okay and i'm going to be able to keep moving yeah and it's more about like movement than anything else Mm -hmm. because people become stagnant and they become still you know and they're not they're not they stop training they stop sort of going outside because they don't want to do things like uh, my eldest client she come to me and her biggest goal was to get herself out of the bath. So that's what we worked on. We worked on getting her up off the floor and then that was, that was sort of where it started. And that's when yeah. I, she sort of come to me randomly. And then that's when I sort of reached out to other people like herself, like mm-hmm. elderly people. So it was like, uh, yeah, she was sort of my kickstart into making it for everybody. Hmm. I think that's, that's pretty cool. And you would never think that you know, some people are just really trying to work on getting out of the bathtub, like you said, or, you know, yeah. getting off the floor. Very, very basic stuff that we can sometimes yeah. take for granted, you know? Yeah, definitely. So let's talk a little bit about marketing. Um, yeah. How are you getting, because you do have, like, such a wide variety yeah. of people in, like, how are you getting people into the door? So myself is mainly Facebook and Instagram. Okay just putting posts out with like uh, 
just little comments and stuff about like uh I don't go into depth. What I sort of do is I talk to people to sort of get them to comment on my posts. Like, uh, oh, Tommy's helped me with this or Tommy's helped me with that. So I sort of talk to my clients. I'll put a post out and then I talk to my clients and get them to comment on it, which is I've found the best way for myself and like in my area. Because mm-hmm. I sort of joined a lot of like uh, pages within the area where I am. And then I sort of post on them and then my comments come, my clients comment on them. And that's where I sort of find it best for myself. That's okay. my best marketing. So you're saying you basically, you get your clients to engage with some of yeah. the posts that you, yeah. you put up. And so talk, let's talk a little bit about, about, more about that. Like after you have like your existing clients engaging on a post on Facebook or Instagram, yeah. how does that lead to opportunities? So for me, it sort of leads through like, uh, I suppose other people seeing the posts and seeing the comments and then commenting on them and then uh, sort of just reaching out. That's that's the one for me. Like I don't pay for any advertisement at the moment because I haven't needed to. Now, if it goes a little bit quiet, I will need to. And I don't really know the best way around that. But at the moment, for me, is like getting people, because it's one-to-one based, it's easier for me to talk to them and get them to do it for me, sort of get them to comment on things for me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I suppose if I was a, like a, a big gym, I wouldn't be able to do that as much. Right. I'd have well, to reach out a little bit more. Yeah. So just kind of thinking about like how you do want your gym to progress and yeah. grow well do, so what do you want your your gym to get a little bit bigger and grow let's talk about that first before my next question yes i do always okay. it's always about the growth really it's always about trying to make it bigger yeah so kind of walk us through like what that will look like for you uh so i'd like to make some of it go online and sort of go bigger that sort of way rather than in the gym because in the gym means more hours but online, you can sort of build things and let them sort of take off their on their own. So in the gym, I would like it to sort of progress a little bit or maybe even go into memberships and stuff because it's all one-to-one at the moment. I, I wouldn't mind it going into memberships. So then people can just come and go as they please. But I've got to work on the space and stuff before I do that. Yeah. So, I mean... what let's say that you kind of do figure out the, the right way to go about like just having yeah. memberships in open gym. What would that do for you? Would that free up more time for you? Would that, you know, help it to bring in some more revenue? So that would, that would bring in more revenue, but it also free up my time as well. Right. So I could either, it either free up my time to spend more with like, uh, cause I want to try and get into training fighters a little bit more, like yeah. MMA fighters and uh, kickboxers. Mm-hmm. So it would free up my time to sort of spend more time with them and try and train more fighters up. But for now, it's sort of, if I can get the memberships going before the fighters sort of come into it, it would just uh, bring in a bit more revenue. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So your goal is to work a little bit more with the fighters and less yes. with the gym pop? Yes, definitely. Okay. And do you have any trainers that are along the ride with you? Uh, no, I don't know at the moment. No? Okay. Is no. that something that you have thought about? Yeah, I've thought about it, but it's it's trusting other people within your space. 
you know, because everything there is mine, it's sort of trusting people to come into the space and respect it as such in a way that I do. So it just makes it hard. You have to find the right people to come in. Yeah, that makes sense. So would you say that, you know, if you could find, you know, the right people that basically kind of had the same mindset about your stuff as you do, is that something that you would be open to or something that you even feel like would help with, you know, growing and expanding? Uh, it would definitely help with growing and expanding. If I could get like another two, say another two PTs in now, yeah. who I could trust and everything, then yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's talk about like the stages after the marketing. So let's yeah. say you get somebody in that's engaging on your post on Facebook, yeah. and Instagram. Um, how does, how would my comment or my message like turn into me getting a membership with you or personal training or, you know, doing some of the, the classes that you offer? Uh, normally all I do is I sort of message the person with my details, like my email address or my website. And then hopefully they get back to me or even my phone number. Normally it's the phone number. Everyone gets back to the phone number all the time. So mm -hmm. that's the one. As soon as you send over a phone number, they sort of ring you or message you. And then you sort of go from now. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So with that being said, um, Tell us a little bit about like the client experience that people are having. And yeah. let's start with like the, cause I know you're doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one personal training. Yeah. What does that client journey look like? Uh, the journey normally looks like they come in for like a consultation. We have a quick consultation. Uh, some people like to have the consultation on their first session. And some people like to just come down and meet me, have a chat and just get to know me. Mm -hmm. And then sort of go from there. And then we sort of start their first session where they come down, they have their first session and then I'll set them up online as well. So I'll set them up with like workouts to do indoors because with the personal training, most people I see once, maybe twice a week for the one-to-ones. Okay. And then if they're not with me, they're probably not doing anything on their own. So I always set them up something to do on their own. Mm -hmm. Now, whether they do it or not, that's a different story. You can right. always tell by the results after like three or four weeks who's been doing the work and who hasn't. So yeah. Right. Okay. And then what about on like the kickboxing end of things? How big are those classes that you that you have now? So they, they vary depending on the time of year. So at the moment, I've got about two people in a class. As we go back four weeks, I had 10 people in a class. So it's like time of year always makes a massive difference on uh, the class size. Uh, yeah, they, they're good. They're good fun. Uh, everyone who comes away from them really enjoys them. Okay. So are there any other aspects that you want to also add on to the services that you have now? So I know you're doing the one-to-one -one and you also have the classes. Yeah. Have you thought about adding in like maybe semi-private personal training or any type of nutrition counseling? So with the nutrition, nutrition is a hard one because there's so much information out there for people. So right. I try to keep it as basic as I can. And I do try to offer people nutrition advice, but people don't listen. If I'm honest, people don't really stick to it either. Mm. At least that's my experience. Mm -hmm. People never stick to what you sort of give them. So it's like easier just to say, look, here's a guideline, stick to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of keeping it like as basic as possible, simple as possible. Yeah. As simple as possible. So people can just sort of like, and stuff that works for everybody, like in, in an everyday life. 
because we're all rushing around all the time. Everyone's busy. So it's like stuff that's going to be easy to get. Yeah. Without being unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the future, which we did touch on um, a little bit earlier yeah. in the podcast. So have, if I, if, let's say I were a genie and I gave you like yeah. three wishes. So you, I can basically yeah. snap my fingers and, you know, have your gym look exactly how you want it to look. Let's say by June of 2023. Yeah. What would those three wishes be on the business the, side of things? So the first thing would be a bigger building. So okay. I did a, a bigger property for myself mm-hmm. so I could like, uh, then I could expand to more memberships and things like that. And that'd be the first one for me. Cause then I can sort of start to expand from now. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think that's about it really. Yeah. That's, that's probably the biggest thing would be like moving like uh buildings so I can get bigger as such because at the moment it's not big enough and if i did do memberships it's probably only gonna i'll probably only be able to do about 10 at a time maybe maybe not even that mm-hmm. so yeah it would be the premises i'd make bigger premises and then uh, go from now yeah so i mean how big of a building would you want like how much room would you need because of the kickboxing and mma side of it i would need probably a quite a big size warehouse so I could like separate the two separate the gym and the uh and the uh, martial arts studio mm-hmm. so yeah it would have to be quite a big big warehouse I don't really know footage so yeah <laughs> it'd have to be quite big though okay all right um it's almost a really good place for us to wrap things up on the podcast Not a before we sign out if there is one piece of advice that you wish you had starting out on your journey what would that piece of, of, of advice have been? Uh, piece of advice for myself for starting out. It would yeah. be just work hard at it and just keep pushing forward even when it looks like it's not going anywhere. Just keep pushing forward and keep working hard. That would be it. Alrighty, Tommy. Well, no this is a great place for us to wrap things up. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Yep, it's, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Resistance PT, and you can find me on Facebook at Resistance PT as well. Yeah, so thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution no to the podcast. And looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, Click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Boards. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. 
I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is Jeremy from LPS Athletic in North York, Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks, Joseph, for uh, getting me on the show. Of course. I'm excited to you know speak to you about your gym business today and what it is that you do. But before we dive into the nitty-gritty business side of things, I'm curious, you know, when you first established this gym business, Jeremy, what was the vision you had in mind for for the long term? Uh, for the long term, um, it's going to be a fully athletic gym. So mm-hmm. we just want to build the world's best athletes. So whatever, that's kind of like our decision maker or decision, I guess, guide. So every mm-hmm. equipment we put in the gym, everything, that's like the vision. Like, oh, should we invest in this? Well, is it going to help us build the best athletes in the world? Yes or no? If it's yes, then we'll get it. We'll buy it. We'll invest in it. If it's not, then- So everything is rooted from the, you know, intent of building the best athletes in the world. That's right. That's awesome. So, you know, for the listeners understanding of what it is that you do at your facility, Jeremy, of course you do the athletic performance, but you know, why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So what do you offer to your athletes? Uh, what we offer um, essentially is that competitive advantage that they're going to get on the field, on the ice, um, even in the boardroom, right? That mm-hmm. confidence, that discipline, the mindset. Um, the training with us is tough. It's not um, our coaches here don't count reps and sets. We're here to coach you to become better athletes, but more mm-hmm. importantly, how to become a professional athlete before you even go pro. One of our clients, PK Subban, once said to us that, you know, one of the things that when you go pro, they don't um, they don't teach you how to be a pro. So it's up to, you know, um, I guess gyms like us or people like mm-hmm. us when we were, for example, training PK, getting him, you know, that mindset, that um, mental fortitude, I would say, you know, to deal with the, not just the politics, but the pressure and the stress mm-hmm. of becoming, you know, being a professional athlete, being in the spot. So, yeah, so having a, a strong emphasis on the mental side as well. Absolutely. The stuff we do, um, <laughs> my, my business partner, my coach, he, uh, he always says, you know, if you, if you're smiling, when you're coming to the gym, we're not working you hard enough. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting point of view there. Okay. So, you know, what kind of services do you give to your clients? Is it more of the, you know, one-on-one personal training, semi-private, what does that look like for you guys? Uh, 90% of our um, training is all Mm semi-private. Every athlete gets their own individual program. So with this remapping assessment that we do for athletes, we we custom tailor the program, but they're training with other athletes at the same time. Usually Mm -hmm. we have one coach to every maybe four to five athletes. So the environment usually get up to maybe, I would say every session, hour and a half or so has about 10, maybe 15 athletes. And they're just going and the music's going. That's the environment we want to create. Everyone's feeding off each other, the, the energy. Okay. So 10 athletes per session. So how many sessions do you have on average per, you know, five day work week? Yeah. Um, I would say we usually run about five sessions a day. Okay, so that's about 25 in total? Yeah, 25 okay. total. We have some Saturday, Sunday sessions too, but I would say on average, we're probably running about, you know, the whole week, may have 30, 30 sessions. Okay, okay. So 
with that semi-private there, with the 30 sessions, you know, every single week, how many athletes are you serving at your facility right now? We're about a hundred right now. Okay. Summertime. hundred members. More. Summertime becomes up to maybe about 130, 150, just depending mm-hmm. on the summer. And then uh, when school starts, because we have a lot of young athletes too, um, and we have a lot of professional athletes as well. So when the pros, uh, they usually will go back to in-season. Uh, sorry, like yeah. Yeah, in-season, you know, they go back to the leagues, NHL, NBA, wherever, right? CFL, NFL. Um, and then they come back in the off season. So, so there's a bit of an up and down, but on average, I would say we're probably servicing about 100 athletes. Okay. Yeah, I've actually spoken to some other, you know, sports performance gym owners, and they've all told me that there's like ebbs and flows throughout the year with that membership base because in season, off season, each, you know, sport has a different time of year. So it's hard to, you know, predict that. But with the 100 members right now, is that somewhere you want to stop at or eventually bring some more athletes in and, you know, obviously serve more athletes and bring more business in? Absolutely. Yeah. We want to grow to roughly about, I would say one between the 150, 200 is kind of like a good sweet spot for us for what our facility can handle right now. I mean, I was going to say like maybe uh, seven years down the road, I want to be able to kind of own a bigger facility where mm-hmm. we can actually service more athletes but still keep the uh, environment nice and tight, right? I don't want to yeah. be servicing 30 athletes in one session. It should be around, I think the sweet spot is about 10 to 12 um, mm-hmm. to get them to compete against one another in certain things as well. Like mm-hmm. track, you know, like getting in the run, just sprinting, you know, just you know, when you have too much, there's just too much gap. Yeah, so there are some aspirations there to eventually expand into a larger facility. But right now where we are, have about 100, you know, members, clients, students, whatever you call them, uh, eventually want to get to 150, 200 throughout the whole entire year. So I'm curious, what are you planning on doing to get to that 200 member mark for marketing? Yeah. For marketing wise, um, a lot of it right now, we, we do Instagram, um, mm-hmm. some direct messages. Uh, we recently brought on an ex, um, CFL, uh, okay. A player that actually yeah. trained at our gym, our facility and stuff. And we, and, you know, okay. hired from football. That's fun. And um, so he's going, he's doing some scouting. So we call him the talent scout. So he's going to high schools. He's going to uh, using IG. He's, um, he's doing um, just general outreach to the community, to other coaches, mm-hmm. to other agents. Uh, mainly that's what we've been doing for in terms of marketing. Okay. So, can you explain like what this guy's role is at the facility again, just for some more clarification? So he does like talent scouting. So he okay. will go and, uh, and look for people that we believe, you know, could be the right mindset, could have the right kind of dedication. We, we ask, you know, people like, hey, what is it that you're, what is your goal? Is it to go to D1? Is it go to, mm-hmm. is it to go pro? Or you just look, you're just playing, you know, hockey for the fun of playing hockey or playing basketball for the fun of playing basketball. So depending on those kind of goals and stuff like that, what we can see on, um, you know, someone's Instagram page, for example, then um, we would um, reach out and start a conversation there. Mm. Okay. So from my understanding, he like, he qualifies uh, athletes to see if they would be able to train at your facility. Correct. Yeah. If it's a good fit for us to train them, whether it's in the facility or even online, like we, do okay. a, we do a couple of dozen people online as well. Mm-hmm. It's not, I would okay. say that it's not a hundred percent 
the same intensity and the same uh most definitely especially for like high high level athletes because we do a lot of olympians a lot of but for those that have been to our facility we'll be able to get that kind of culture get that environment so they, it, it translate back to online but someone that's coming strictly online it's it's a bit more challenging it's not saying it's not it's not that it's not possible it's just that it's a bit more challenging mm -hmm. yeah because you're not able to have that you know, one-on-one -on -one in person feel, or, you know, that semi-private in-person feel of where, you know, a coach is here, you know, clients there. But um, so along with this, you know, recruiting guy here, what else have you guys done to get people in? Have you guys gone into any kind of, you know, paid advertising on social media to advertise, hey, you know, we're looking for top level elite athletes. And I know that where you're located, there's a lot of hockey players around there. So have you guys done any paid advertising around there? Uh, we have. We've done quite a bit of paid advertising. We even hired an agency to do it as well. Okay. Um, the results were, I would say, not the best, unfortunately. Yeah. I think for us, we, we tried two different approaches. We tried targeting the athlete directly, and we've also mm -hmm. tried targeting the parents directly. And we've mm. run multiple campaigns, spent tens of thousands, probably probably even more than that. Uh, but the results have been, you know, I would say not worth the um, return on investment. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, I I understand that because it is a little difficult to target specific, you know, athletes because they may be training at other places or they may be going different, you know, locations. Um, but why do you think that, you know, the advertising with the agency wasn't as good as it could have been? I think um, um, maybe just reaching out to the right people. I'm not sure if they were making, um, like these are, again, these are all my uh, speculation, like nothing has, you know, it, I feel from based on talking to even some of our own athletes, hey, you know, you saw an Instagram ad, you saw a Facebook ad, you know, why, you know, why wouldn't you have clicked on it or why wouldn't, well, most of them kind of told me, well, most of the time it's the coach that tells me, mm -hmm. you know, recommends me where I should be training because I, I trust my coach or it's another player that they've seen and they're like, okay, this guy is like killing it on the ice or on the field or on the court. It's like, okay, let's go find out where he, this guy is training. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's a lot mm -hmm. of that kind of like trying to find and maneuver and figure out, you know, who's got the best kept secret. And yeah. And uh, usually you won't find that in, in ads. Yeah, it seems like it's like a, a mystery in the sports and performance side of things to find, you know, those qualified athletes consistently with the paid advertising because there's, you know, few and far between. Yeah. Well, be before we actually became a full, like, athletic gym, we were located downtown Core Toronto before. And okay. uh, we, we, we would have a bunch of executives, like general pop and advertising mm -hmm. work then. So advertising was yeah. to uh, um, find the Bay Street, you know, I, well, your side will be Wall Street. But for us, it's yeah. Bay Street, you know, <laughs> Bay Street executives that were willing to pay the big dollars to come in and do private one on one. Those are mm -hmm. relatively easy. And we made, you know, quite a bit of money doing that. But I think I, right now I'm, I'm trying to protect the culture, trying to protect the coaches that we hire. And mm -hmm. they really just want to train athletes. Okay. Like I said, you know, the vision is building that world's best athletes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of the membership base, do you feel like you'd be able to get, you know, a hundred more athletes in the facility or would you have to, 
you know, expand a little further out and go back to the, you know, partial general population serving them as well? I think we're going to be able to. Um, I mean, the the marketing, the outreach and everything honestly just started in the last three months, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. We never had the resources to be able to find, like, you know, hire someone to actually do that kind of like, that's their role. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm curious, you know, moving away from the marketing side and more on the sales side here, what does the sales process look for you guys? Like, what does that look like? Sales process? Uh, Typically, like, maybe we'll start from like lead generation, right? Mm -hmm. So lead generation, uh, right now, we would do a couple of these PDF guides, courses that we're giving away. Or when I say giveaway, I really mean that, you know, you just... um, you provide a certain value to them, right? You get them on the call, get them access to the PDF, get them to work on it, schedule another meeting with them. And then uh, from that meeting, you sell them a little bit about, you know, the stuff, but at the same time, you're also delivering value, helping them. Okay, uh, I'll give an example. Uh, One thing that we're doing for athletes is uh, giving them an off-season weekly planner. Most people fail to plan. Most athletes fail to plan. So Most humans are very unorganized. Very unorganized, you know. And one of the things um, uh, is they have really poor, I guess, calendar uh, skills or time management. So we we create this kind of weekly planner. We give it to them. We tell them, hey, you know what? Spend some time, fill it in. I would say nine out of ten people don't fill this in. They can't fill it in. So we schedule another meeting with them. It's like, you know, here's a here's a one hour workshop. We're gonna workshop with you. You know, charge them a little bit of money. You know, like a hundred bucks. And then we actually build their planner with them together at the same time. And so then they kind of see value. We give them examples of uh, a bunch of pro athletes that have, you know, their calendars, you know, what, mm-hmm. how they train when they were in high school, how they train when they were in college and how they're training now when they're professional, right? Or semi-pro. So there's all these examples and what they can kind of look up to. And then from there, mm-hmm. after that, um, that um, I guess, workshop that we, we work with them, we usually allocate maybe about 15 minutes to tell, talk to them about, hey, you know, if you don't have any plans, like now, like you don't have any plans, it seems like, you know, because you definitely don't have an Aussie weekly calendar. So, you know, mm-hmm. why don't you train with us? You know, what is your goals? Mm-hmm. How do you want to get faster? You know, do you want to get faster? What does it look like? You know, if you were to achieve it, right, mm-hmm. uh, to get that contract, whatever, like we try to figure out what um, uh, their dream is, trying to dig deep. Yeah to find out what their what what that aspiration is because sometimes they're like, oh they always know I just want to get faster and stronger. Well sure you can get faster and stronger but what does faster and stronger mean to you? Get more granular with it. What do you mean? Like exactly. what's the goal that you want to achieve with that? Exactly. And get and, and make them visualize, you know, what it feels like when to get there. Mm-hmm. When they're there, what is okay. it like, right? So yeah. So what I'm hearing is it's like you send out like a lead magnet and then they come in, you have a conversation with them, you see where they are at right now. And then, you know, if you think it's a good fit, then you'll offer them, hey, why don't you work with us? That's exactly it, yeah. Okay. Or so more or less we'll prescribe something versus like offer. So okay. we're like, okay, you're missing this, this, this. This is what I recommend based on what we've kind of talked about. So be- Yeah, so it's like you that. fill the gaps they have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never want to um, be in a position where I'm, I'm presenting an offer. It's more, mm-hmm. I want to be kind of like a physician mm-hmm. where, you know, they're diagnosing the issue Yeah. and they're offering a prescription 
So that's kind of mm -hmm. the mindset we have. Like that's 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 what we're doing, right? So yeah. So having the frame of like you know, as you said, a doctor and and not just giving like being like, hey, do you want this? It's like, hey, I think you need this. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Let's do it. Um. So is it you that handles that sales process, or is it someone else within the business? Uh, we have a couple coach that would do it as well, but I would say I probably do seventy percent of it right now. <laughs> Okay, but that's something I'm, I'm as I'm growing, I'm going to have the talent scout, you know, um, start doing that aspect. So we, we sh he'll shadow me on a few calls. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll go through the process. Um, keep in mind, a lot of our clients that come to us through right now is a lot of referrals as well. Right. Mm -hmm. like, you know, teammates of people that are currently training. So it mm -hmm. makes selling a lot easier. You know, I would say these are like those three feet putts, you know, you just tap it in, right? It's easy because they already see their friends having results. Now it's just a matter of building their schedule and making sure they can afford it because we're, yeah, we're, and, we're and more to, you know, what was that? We're more expensive than most gyms, which is good. You, yeah. you offer high prices, good value. You have good members. Um, but yeah, to, you know, piggyback the word of mouth there, I agree. You know, it's one of the best ways because it's free. You don't have to put any kind of marketing dollars, spend any money. It's completely for free. But the thing about word of mouth is that it's hard to predict. So you're not sure if one month you're going to get five, you know, clients the next month, 10 or, or zero. Um, but, you know, I'm curious here. I always like to ask this question because it gets you, me and the listener thinking what do you feel like is the biggest bottleneck within the business right now that is holding you back from getting to that next level that you want to achieve? Wow. That's actually a, um, that's a good question. I think my, my instinct tells me that um, easy to say that, you know, technology, you know, just streamlining the process and operations. But I think deep down, I think once what's going to really, you know, uh, elevate where we are now to where we need to be is definitely going to be the outreach effort, the sales effort, mm -hmm. the helping people, I call it effort. Um, yeah. And that's why we kind of brought in that talent scout. And I think I need to bring in more and connect ourselves in the community a lot more. Um, I've been, we've been fortunate. We've had a couple of really big names in professional leagues that train here. So mm -hmm. we get, we don't really have a, a shortage of, um, I guess, clients right now in terms of mm -hmm. it's sustainable. It's uh, everyone's making a, a healthy living. Um, my, my biggest, I guess, in order for me to get to the, the level of building the world's best athletes that were mentioned before, right? Having a facility where they can, athletes can eat, sleep, train, and recover. Like that's mm -hmm. going to be, that's going to be where that's exciting. That that's that's the dream. But in order for me to dream, Joseph, like getting there is is going to require um, uh, people to find the right athletes and the right people to be uh, members of uh, mm -hmm. the club. Mm -hmm. Right, and, and I can't do it with a hundred members. I probably need uh, based on the the finances and everything, calculating out. I need one hundred fifty to two hundred to make that yeah. a reality. You need more people more clients in the facility paying you, you're able to stack cash and then eventually expand, get what you want in the future. Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you something um, that I don't know if this will apply to other gym owners, um, but mm -hmm. we have a what we call like a 360 give back program for athletes because athletes, uh, when some of them come to us and they can't afford the training. So what we do is we do almost like a partial sponsorship. It's a handshake agreement, right? There's okay. nothing to it, but uh, essentially once they go pro or once they get like, you know, their millions of dollars of contract, they actually donate money back to the foundation oh, to support the next okay. generation. So my goal there is to raise uh, about $10 million there in order to yeah. fund that facility and have the interest continue to uh, fund the facility so we can actually get and, and go and scout some of the best athletes that are committed, that are dedicated, but may not have the financial means um, to get there. You know, part-time mm -hmm. athlete, part-time results. Most Olympic athletes, you know, in the world, uh, I don't know about the U.S., uh, I, I know they pay decently well in the U.S., some of the athletes, mm -hmm. but in Canada, man, you, you'd be lucky to get, like, you'd be very lucky to get $40,000 a year, right? My goodness. <laughs> As an athlete. That's yeah. nothing compared to what we have here. That's, wow. You'll be lucky. So then, you know, most uh, Olympic athletes uh, here in Canada, they have to work part-time jobs. They have to work summer jobs. So how are you going to compete at the world stage if, if, um you you have to do that so my my vision is to be able to create a facility where we can fund these athletes so they don't have to work the jobs they can sleep eat train recover uh, let's go get some gold medals mm -hmm. yeah i love that so i mean what this all comes back to is is getting more clients and bringing that money in the business and being able to stack the cash really vision this thing out so you can eventually get those, we'll train those athletes, turn them into professionals, get that money into the foundation and do all that. Um, with that being said, last question here for you, Jeremy, you know, when you first got into this gym business, you know, go back to your younger self here. Mm -hmm. What is that one piece of advice that you would give yourself? I would say be more confident in my decisions. And just go for it. I, I hesitated okay. a lot when I was younger, and I, I wish mm -hmm. I was a, a bit more bold and just mm -hmm. didn't care what the I overanalyzed the shit out of everything. Sorry, yeah, I, I, I can swear in this, <laughs> but um, as a, I can I, relate there with you. <laughs> I, I, I'm a data guy by by uh, trade, I love computers. I studied actually when I, when, when I went to school, I, I did computer science. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was data. Wow. Person. And you're in the gym industry. Okay. That's a big industry jump there. <laughs> it's a big industry, yeah. But I played basketball all my life and, you know, I wish okay. I had what I had to, like, you know, today, mm -hmm. right. Back then uh, I would have been probably, probably not in the NBA, but definitely much, much more higher level than, you know, I ended up, but um, yeah. Anyways, being a data guy, um, I, I was always extremely careful in decision. I also had to over analyze everything. But looking back, if I tell me myself, just just go for it. Just do it. If you fail, you'll learn from it. You know, every Be a risk taker. Have some yeah, fun. Yeah, Live your yeah, life. Yeah. Yeah. Risk take a little bit more, right? And just mm -hmm. um say no to things. I guess that would be another thing. I say yes to everything, but you gotta say no to and really prioritize um uh and, and prioritize your own time and uh you know value your own time i love that jeremy thank you for sharing those but before we sign off this episode because we are running short on time 
Where can our listeners find you on your social medias and your website? Yeah, website-wise, uh, it's lpsathletic.com. Social media, we're mainly just focused on Instagram. So it's LPS Athletic. So L as in... Uh, <laughs> Leadership, is that correct? That's right. P as in performance and S as in savage. That's our mindset. Awesome, Jeremy. Awesome, Jeremy. Thank you so much for sharing those. And I want to thank you again for you know taking the time out of your day to hop on the podcast and contribute to our show. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, same here, Joseph. Awesome. Well, everyone else, to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym facility, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Daniel from Radix Gym out of Oakville, Ontario. Welcome to the show, Daniel. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you on. Um, but before we dive into the gym and how you run the business, um, first tell us a little bit about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. So I pretty much grew up in a gym. I started uh, competing in combat sports, boxing, kickboxing from the time I was uh, 16. Um, so I didn't really honestly know anything else except for how to be in the gym and how to work hard in the gym. And as I came up to retiring from that part of my life, I had a couple of back concussions and it was time to move on. Uh, I was just so intrigued with the physical fitness side of what it took to be a high level fighter. So I started to um, kind of dive into that world and get certified in, in different areas, uh, including strength, being a strength and conditioning coach. So I was a strength and conditioning coach for all the fighters at a place called Combat Arts, in, um, a gym in our area uh, for the first while. And that was kind of my dive into uh, being a coach and, um, you know, that whole aspect of things. And then from there, it was just kind of natural. Like it, that whole process changed my life and I wanted to do the same kids and just show them how you know being in the gym and what I could teach them could not only you know change their body but also change their mind and how they approach everything else they did in life so that just became my passion and I honestly like from 16 I'm 37 now so I've been in the gym for a couple of decades and I've been um, 
coaching now for you know over a decade and it's just been a natural progression for me yeah that's awesome I think it really has to be a passion to be able to do do what you do for so long especially in the first part of the business side of things it uh it better be a passion otherwise you're not going to be ready for the amount of time and effort you have to put in to make it successful definitely what year did you open radix gym uh, so I opened Radix Gym, the location we're at in 2015, but for uh, four years before that, I actually had a pretty cool property where I had this huge garage gym. And so for four years, I was training people out of my garage gym while working at Combat Arts as well, and then just kind of building my way to the point where I had a like a really loyal um, uh, client base, and then that was ready to turn into a bigger uh, facility at that point. That's awesome. Um, tell us a little bit about Radix Gym. Like, what's your elevator pitch for someone who's never been in before? Like, the services that you provide and, and what it's yeah, like. Yeah, so we yeah we have a CrossFit affiliate and we have group classes, and those group classes are run throughout the day. Um, we make it super simple for people to come in. They don't have to think. They just have to come in and know that I programmed the workouts to help them get better. Um, and so they come in, they warm up, they do the workout and they become part of this community of people who are trying to better themselves and be better human beings um and once we get them like once i get them in and into a class and experiencing that type of energy and what it can do for them they typically like are are, we keep our clients for long periods of time and uh typically the the reason why i'll have somebody cancel is because they're moving away so um that that's the one part of the gym and then the other part of the gym we have a strengthening conditioning program uh, for athletes and uh, we train a lot of high level uh, high school football players is kind of the main group but then all, all kinds of other sports um, and that program is designed specifically uh, to make them better athletes in the sports they're playing and uh, make you know make them stronger more powerful better conditioned but also prevent injuries in season that kind of stuff um, so that those are the two kind of moving pieces of, of the gym and, but the, the structure of it's very similar, uh, membership based, monthly membership based, and they come into a certain amount of classes per week. Gotcha. Yeah. That's awesome. You have a, a wide array of demographic that you can cater to. Um, how many total members do you have in the gym? Uh, yeah, we're just shy of 250 uh, members right now. Yeah. Awesome. Is that somewhere where you're comfortable staying? Or are you looking to really grow the gym and get some new faces in? So, uh, you know, we, we were uh, a little bit, we had a little bit more members before COVID. Uh, COVID in Ontario, Canada was the worst. Um, our government deemed us uh, not essential to people's lives and we had to shut down for long, long periods of time. So just keeping open, the fact that our community's like so um, tight they kept us open through that whole period, even though they couldn't work out. Now we, we did a bunch of stuff. We had online classes. I, I um, lent out every single piece of gym equipment I had in this place. And it's a lot of equipment so that people could have stuff at home and do home workouts properly. Uh, so we, you know, we pivoted the way we could, but um, so uh, before pandemic, we were a little bit higher than we are now. And then we went through two years of like survival mode. And then now we're, um, we've grown quite a bit actually in the last six months. I've like kind of put my head down and like really, you know, uh, started to just to do more things like more Facebook ads, uh, run more challenge programs that that's something that I do uh, as well. And we've just kind of built back up. So 
250 is a really good spot. The gym's healthy. It, um, you know, I'm happy, uh, but never satisfied. Um, yeah. I would like, I, I'd like to buy a building this year. Um, I've already been looking. So um, at that point, we would take on some more square footage and then, uh, you know, we could uh, have more members as well. So the more people I can reach, the better. And the yeah. more of a difference I can make in this area, the better. So Absolutely. Tell me more about like the marketing that you were doing whenever you were, you're seeing the most influx of people, whenever you feel like you're, you're getting the most leads, what are you doing mm-hmm. marketing wise? Uh, Facebook and Instagram ads, I find is the best way um, to, because like certain things you can throw money at and then you don't know exactly where that money is going or how it's being spent or how much you're getting out of it. With Facebook and Instagram ads, I know like, you know, if I run a $500 ad for the week and I know how many people see it, I know how many people are um, buying or opting in. And then I know how many people out of that I can convert. And then it makes sense, right? So I like it. I don't have to spend a ton of money, but I can um, get in front of a lot of people in my area, which is what I need. I need people in the area who can come to the gym. Um, So I I found that's been the best way um, as far as like ad spend. Uh, and then like, I'm constantly working on, I have a newsletter and a blog, uh, that I'm constantly working out that I put content on, on a weekly basis. So our SEO, uh, like when people search for Oakville gym or whatever, it, pop, it pops up high all the time and that's just organic. Um, and then the newsletter is a great thing that I've done as for 2000 people on letter and so you know, even, you know, old members are still on the newsletter. They can hear, you know, if there's something different happening at the gym, for instance, I'll run like eight week challenges um, throughout the year. And I'll always get back uh, two or three members who uh, kind of just kind of lost their way or whatever um, to just join up on the challenge again, get back in the gym, get their nutrition dialed in. And it's just a, it's a good way to get new members in and get them focused right away and get really good results, which creates motivation and wants, you know, makes them want to come more often and stay in the gym. And those, you know, I upcharge obviously uh, for a challenge like that. So I, I make the initial amount of cash for the challenge itself. And then I also make on the back end because those people stick around because they've had a good experience and, you know, they've lost weight and they feel good and it just kind of rolls from yeah. there. Definitely. I think that's a good way to increase retention too. continuing like mm-hmm. to do those challenges and keep people engaged with the newsletters. Um, tell me about, so when someone is considered like a lead, maybe they clicked on an ad, what's the customer journey from there? How do you turn them into a member? Yes. Yeah, so like we have a, like a automated email um, response that goes out to them that will uh, just prompt them uh, every couple of days to sign in for uh, we do two things. One is a, a what we call a fit test with me personally. Um, it's nice for me. It's it's nice for me to be the first person of uh, a point of contact here because it is my business and I am so passionate about it and I can sell it better than anybody else. Um, so we do. I do a fit test and what I do is I'll do a half an hour with them and you know just basic. I'll watch them squat, uh, hip hinge. Uh, what their upper body mobility and strength is like and then a little bit of conditioning just to get the heart rate up and make them feel like they got you know something going on and from there I can sit them down uh, and just talk about like what you know what I saw what we can do for them how the classes work and what I think is the best uh, membership option for them and it's a it, it works really well like uh, it it allows them to feel like you know 
they know exactly kind of what's wrong with their body or where they can improve. And I have a solution for that. And then the, the cell is a lot easier at the end of that. And they, you know, when you get that bit of a workout in and the dopamine's going and you feel good, it's a lot easier to be like, yeah, you know what, let's do this. So it's kind of like a part of the sales process. Um, but yeah, as far as the leads, they'll get uh, like a series of emails that will um, just prompt them in for their first free fit test and it's no obligation and we're just gonna, you know, see where they are and uh, give them the best strategy for getting where they want to be. Yeah. yeah, I feel like a lot of gym owners neglect like the importance of like automation. Like there's only one of you and there's only so much time in the day. So if you're not, if you're the one, you know, following up with every single lead and then being the one to sell them, you know, that can get a little chaotic and people are bound to fall through the cracks. So I like that you're yeah. using some automation there. Um, are you the only one that does the selling and the consultations or do you have a team that does that as well? No, I, I have a team um, and uh, they're actually incentivized. So I, I, um, I did a lot of like, because I'm like the per the way I am, uh, I did a lot of them myself at first because I wanted to be done right. And then obviously you want to scale these things because I, you know, I can't be doing everything for everybody. So I, I taught my wife also will also do them. And then um, two of my coaches will do them as well. Uh, and then I incentivize the coaches. If they get them to sign up, they get a bonus per person who signs up and that just gives them a little more, you know, motivation to make the sale and not you know not be uh, i try to tell them like you're not selling people on something you don't want to give them like this is literally the best thing you could give them is uh you know they're getting a gym membership in a place where that's actually going to make a difference in their life like they're getting the best bang for their buck they're ever going to spend so um just uh, just having them buy into that process because some people are a little bit more shy about the selling process of it all you know but I think once you realize that you're what you're selling is like, you know, you're giving them actual life. Like there's, there's like, there's no reason to be shy about that. You know? Yeah. You're selling something that they need and that's going to add years to their life. Like it's definitely yeah. can be an easy sale in that way. Um, yeah, exactly. Do you find that there's like a big difference in conversion between the consultations you do versus ones that you allow your team members to do, or is it pretty level at this point? Uh, yeah, pretty level. They, they're 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 good I, i'm still the best yeah of course yeah exactly but no no they're good they're really i have an awesome team like good. that's awesome. one of the, one of the things that um uh the pandemic like was i was able to kind of like make the cuts that i needed to make that i wasn't doing before um, and my team, I just kind of brought it down into the core group of people who believe on the same level that I believe and, uh, who I enjoy being around. And, you know, you, like they, they always say like the, the five people that you spend your most time with, like, you got to choose those people very wisely. And I, I see these people all day. So if, if it doesn't work out like that, then, um, I don't need them around here. So I have a cool team. They're, they're actually like honestly I, and i'm sure everybody says it but our user experience here is like unbelievable the people just rave about how how awesome my coaches are so i, I really yeah. yeah do we do pride ourselves on that experience yeah that's awesome don't take that for granted because i know a lot of people are like it's so hard right now to find good trainers or people that you know buy into my vision so that's awesome that you have that there 
Um, mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about, so your goals are to eventually move into a bigger space that you own yourself, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you think is like the biggest bottleneck you're facing now in getting to that goal? Um, so I guess it would be two things. One, it would be depending on how much I can get approved for as far as like financing and how much of a down payment I would have to have uh, on the building. Um, so that that's kind of like the business is healthy. So I'm hoping like in Canada, we have something called BDC, uh, which is the business development center. And they do lend quite a bit of money to small businesses to help them do stuff like this. So mm -hmm. through them, I'm hoping to get financed like quite a bit of it uh financed and then um yeah it's just it's just gonna be about having the the upfront uh on whatever i have to come up with as a down, down payment uh and then from there like i don't know i've been through this kind of like opening a gym process before so it would just be about building out you know how we want it to look and feel and the vibe it's everything I've always wanted it to be, you know, but I have the, like, I have the right team around. I have, I think the right programs around and some opportunities to open into new space uh, as far as uh, the, in the martial arts world. So um, yeah, I think the biggest thing would just be like, it, it can be, you know, buildings around here. I'm not sure what real estate it's like in Texas, but in the GTA, the greater Toronto area, it's pretty absurd. So finding the right spot at the right price, it, that, that's kind of the tricky part. But uh, what's neat about owning a gym is like in our membership base, we have so many people who work within so many different industries if you need something. So like we have a member who's a commercial real estate agent and I have two other members who own a huge um, real estate brokerage so i have so many people in my corner helping me out which is like really cool and they do it just because they love the gym and they yeah. love to you know just be a part of whatever's happening here so that's also really cool yeah i think that's a crucial part of entrepreneurship is like the connections you make and the networking you do along the way like i feel like that's crucial it's meeting someone who's like been down the road before can shine a light on an aspect that you're not the best at and then that's how you push each other forward so I think that's awesome that you have people like that in your community um yeah. it's a, a testament to the community that you built that people want to help the gym succeed so I think that's awesome yeah. Yeah. um so tell me about like as far as like leads go and membership now are you happy with where that's at the quality of leads that you get in the amount of leads that you get in or would you like to see more more people in each class tell me about that yeah so um I do like we're in a cool spot um like with our our systems as far as like marketing sales leads um we like it's become i don't know i guess people will understand when they open a gym at first you're just like oh my friends are going to come and they're going to tell their friends and and obviously like um you know people bringing other people are the easiest leads and the and the best leads but that only goes so far so you have to have a system right so over the years and time spent with different entrepreneurs who have worked in, you know, marketing and sales. Uh, I've learned quite a bit, which is awesome. And again, a testament to the people who I've surrounded myself with and the members we have. Um, but we have a system, so I do like, you know, the I, I do like the leads that we're getting. I like the way we're going about it. I like how much we have to spend to get a new member. Like it, it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but it's never so you can't become like. Um, stale you kind of always have to be testing and tuning like what's working what's not working and then ready to pivot into is like you know a different direction and try different things so 
something we ha had recently that's worked really well is I got a bunch of hundred dollar gift cards for the gym mate and I did uh, like a referral giveaway in the gym for, for members to give a friend or family member a hundred dollars off and they could use it for like a PT or, or you know 50% off the first month or whatever it was uh, and made it kind of a contest for the members to like hand out and and that way I got a bunch of referrals of people who are already talking amazing you know amazing things about the gym and uh, I got all these new leads and we can convert those like pretty easily so I think you always have to be like testing and tuning what's working and trying new things and uh, that way you're, you can, if you just keep it you know if it's run stale then you might run dry on what you're you know what you've been doing so i always have new ideas it's you got to kind of make it like like fun for yourself almost you know right. like it's not it's, if it becomes if it's like a chore and you're like oh you know i gotta run this ad or whatever you know like let's you know i just let's have some let's figure out a new way to get more people in or to run a contest or to you know do a challenge or whatever it is um so yeah, i think you just kind of got to be constantly working at it and having fun with it at the same time did you teach yourself Facebook ads and create them yourself or did you learn that from somewhere? Uh, no, I learned that from, uh, so the, the two members who own the real estate brokerage, mm -hmm. they built their, so it's not a typical real estate brokerage, like they have the brokerage, but they also have a membership base of people they teach how to invest in real estate. And they're like marketing geniuses. They built that whole business, which is a, like a very successful business off of these like certain, certain marketing principles and running these ads and stuff. So, um, one of them years ago, before I even opened the gym, uh, me and him were just like training partners. Like I didn't even train him. We just trained together and he just became a really good friend of mine. And when I started training people out of my garage, he would just come to my garage and we'd work out together. So he's just giving me all this like free knowledge and, um, you know different uh, lessons over the years of what's made them successful and how he thinks that you know any membership base you can you know you can take the example and, and use it and even though it's real estate it doesn't you know i can use those same principles and i can use and i can apply them to what i'm doing in my membership base and how i'm getting the people so uh, i was fortunate enough to have those people in my corner like listen all i know in my life is like how to train and how to train people so I had no experience in this kind of stuff. So I had to learn. And then I was lucky enough to learn from some, you know, two guys who were very experienced and built a very successful business on these principles. So um, I just ad adopted them and, and adapted in my own way in, in the, the fitness industry. Yeah, I think that goes back to like good mentorship and just learning from someone who's done it before. Like you can try and fail over and over again, which is great. But if you can just get right to the answer, like why not? You, know? uh, you save a lot of time and a lot of money. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, one final question before we start to wrap things up. What would you tell yourself back in 2014, 2015 before you opened the facility? What do you wish you could have told yourself or like a piece of advice that you would give to someone who's opening their own gym? Um, yeah, learn how to put systems in place right away. Mm -hmm. I did I did everything by my, well, let, uh, my wife will kill me. We did everything together by ourselves. So we were, we had a million jobs and a million things going on and I was working, you know, like 12, a 12 hour day was a easy light day, you know? So if you can build systems, that take so much of that pressure off you like like i said to have an automated email um reply to uh 
your leads coming in and stuff like that. If you can build those systems, the earlier you build them and the more organized you are with them, the happier and the easier running the actual business is. And then, you know, it gives me time. Like I work with uh, professional fighters and I love that. And that's a passion of mine. So I have time to do that because I don't have to do all these other things that I, I was doing uh, for so many years. Um, so th that'd be the main thing. And then just keep, keep good people around you. The, it, it takes one bad apple to just suck your soul dry and make you kind of hate showing up every day. So, and I had that, I've been through that experience as well, where there was, you know, I hired a coach and it was just like, it was the wrong, it was the wrong fit. And, you know, it, it just, it sucked. It, I'd hated going and seeing and being a part of that every day. And so just having the right people around you and, and people who are, you know, who have the same goals and, they have the same energy for life that you have is like, to me, it's, it means so much more than a lot, you know, that happiness means so much more than even like, uh, you know, making more money. Yeah, definitely. I think you like alluded to it earlier, but like you're the sum of the five people closest to you or something like that. It's so yeah, true. Definitely. If you're going to be around these people all day, every day, it needs to be like a community that has the same values. So I think that's, that's awesome that you've been able to build that um before we start to wrap things up tell us where can we find you what's your social media for the gym your personal social yeah. media share website all that good stuff yeah it's super simple so if you want to catch us on uh instagram it's at radix gym if you want to find us online it's radixgym.com uh if you want to follow me personally i have a, a instagram page about just the fun stuff i like to do in life and it's called life of drive uh, so you can check that out that I actually have a pretty good following on that, uh, but yeah, that's the, the best way to do that. Awesome. Sweet. Everyone check out Radix Gym, especially if you're in Oakville, Ontario. Um, but Daniel, thank you so much for being on this episode and sharing um, your knowledge with us. Um, and to all the listeners out there, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.